Hi, and welcome to day five of Start Strong 2020. Me doing my bit to help you have a ripper year. Listen, thanks for following along. It means the world to me that you would give up five or 10 minutes of your morning or your day uh, to watch these. So I just want to appreciate you. Thanks so much. Uh, in this one, I want to talk to you about financials, knowing your numbers. Crazy but most entrepreneurs shy away from the financial side of their business. And I would go as far as to say, if you're not looking at your numbers, if you're not driving your business by metrics, you're not being a good steward of the very business that God has given you. So that's a mistake, all right? So, I, but I wanna kind of simplify it for you, you know? We have heaps of people that say to us, I'm just not good at numbers. Well, that's not okay. You need to become good at numbers. And when we take them through a journey, they go, oh, that's actually not so bad. Um, so here is just a, basically a select few of really important numbers in your business that I think you should be monitoring on a regular basis. We can talk about what that means. But I kind of want to break down where you can look to find the right information that will give you the data to make smart decisions on. Remember, we're not, looking at, we're not looking at data for the sake of looking at data. We're looking at numbers in our business to give us the information to make smart, educated decisions on. And it kind of allows us to look around the corner a little bit about what's coming and so forth and actually be intentional about building a business and not just take whatever comes. The number one metric that most business people look at uh, to judge the health of their business is cash at bank, right? So every morning or whatever, once a day, hopefully they log into internet banking and they'll look at how much money is in the business account. Um, and then we'll either make them feel happy or sad, depending on how much is in there. It's a really bad indicator of how healthy your business is uh, because it's a real lag indicator, right? The money in your bank is a lag indicator of what's going on. Uh, you know, you could actually uh, have more money in your bank at the end of the month, but actually your business got worse um, because, you know, you, you could have collected a lot of your debtors really well in one month, but you didn't sell anything to anybody. So you got more money in the bank, but the next few months are going to be horrendous. So that's why it's a bad indicator. So a couple of other couple, couple of ones I want to run through that you would be good to do. The first thing you should be looking at is your profit and loss statement, right? And if you're not using an accounting program, then are you even an entrepreneur, right? You, you've got to be running a PL, okay? Whether that's a zero or QuickBooks, or you, you could even run your own if you wanted to save the 50 bucks a month for the software. You could run your own Excel spreadsheet as a profit and loss. You don't have to have a software for it. But a profit and loss tells you, you know, gives you a breakdown of where all your money's coming in from, where all your money's going out from, uh, and so forth. And it gives you percentages and, and, and shows you, you know, whether, whether trend is up or down in those expenses. You, you should be looking at this, I personally think, mid-month and at the end of the month or the first few days after the month, depending on how long it takes you to reconcile. Like at the very least, you should be looking at that, okay? And once you've read it, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple document. The, the top section is all of your income streams. The next section is your cost of goods. They're, they're, the, they're the variable expenses that you incur to, to turn over that revenue. And the next one is your fixed expenses. Um, and each of those get given a total. And at the very bottom, you're either in profit or loss. It's a very simple document. And, uh, and, but it gives you a lot of information, um, especially when you look mid-month, because you can see how you're traveling in terms of making a profit or a loss. And then you can do some you know, course correction if you need to to make sure you end up with a profit at the end of the month. So you've got to look at your PL. The second document that you really need is targets every single month. Now's a great time of the year. Set a January target right through to December. And, and don't just pick, don't just go last year we did, you know, whatever, $500,000. So we're going to do, you know, 42 grand a month. 
No, no, you've got to go with the ebbs and flows of your industry, right? If, 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 if December and January are really busy for you, then you need to have higher targets in those months than the other months. If December and January are really low for you, then you need to have different targets in those months than the rest of the year. So looking at the cycles of business for you, you should be setting targets. And what that does is it makes you chase down an outcome that doesn't let you make a loss, okay? If, you, if your profit and loss is typically, you know, big profits and big losses, then that's a bad business, okay? You want to get to the point where you are making big profits and at least breaking even so that you get to keep those profits rather than give them all back out, okay? So just literally set some targets for the year ahead and stretch yourself. Don't just be 10% more than last year. Anybody can do that. You probably do that just through a price rise. Actually set some targets that you actually go and have to chase down and then set some rewards for them. And you'll find that you and the team, if that's just you, that's great. If it's you and a team, we'll rally around that, hold that target out in front of them. And every month, everybody will do their bit to go chase it down. You know, if, if, if you're just kind of, you know, going for that few extra grand every month or 10 grand or 20 grand extra a month by pushing yourself, over a year, that makes a material difference to your business. So set targets, communicate them with the team, hold them out in front of the team, report back how we're going every week, and you'll find that everybody pushes you over you know, just that little bit more, and the increase is worth a lot over a year. These ones are a little bit more, uh, I guess, minute to measure. I talked about how to increase your conversion rate back on one of the other days, but it's one thing that you need to measure. You need to know what your conversion rate is in your business. Um, you know, because if it is 12% and you want to get it to, to 18, that's a massive growth. If it's 12% and you get it to 11%, that's a 6% growth in your business. That's a good amount of money, okay? So measure your conversion rate. And if you really want to be tricky and you've got, let's say you've got three salespeople in your business, measure the conversion rate of each salesperson and then report it back to them because they'll want to compete and be better and then you'll make more money. All right, what about this billable hours per team? This won't be relevant for every single one of you, but it will be relevant. If you charge billable hours for staff or team, then here is a great one to measure. Basically, we call it profit slicing. You're paying a technician, a staff member, uh, eight hours a day. How many hours are they billing customers and clients, okay? Because here's what we know. Like if you're in any kind of trades business or professional services, if a team member gets paid eight hours, but they only bill five hours a day of their eight hours, you will lose money on that team member. If they bill six hours of a, an eight-hour day, you will break even and make a small amount of money on that team member. <clears throat> if, you, if they can bill seven hours in a day, you'll make a lot of money. And if they can get to 7.25, 7.5, then actually they're an incredibly profitable team member. What I love doing here is I love, like if you're a, if you're a workshop, for example, and you've got five mechanics, measure it every single day and report it back on a wall and have a team huddle around that so that everybody can see that Johnny's winning right? And, and Phil's having a shocker because then everybody will rise because it's either a wall of fame or a wall of shame, okay? So have that public accountability makes everybody better. This one here, the average dollar sale, right? So if you were to take <clears throat> everything that you've sold, uh, everything that you're currently selling, there would be an average in there. You might sell $1 items, you might sell $5,000 items. If you've got two very distinct um, parts of your business, let me give an example. If you uh, install swimming pools and you service swimming pools. They're so distinct that you couldn't put them together because one's $50,000 and one's 70 bucks, right? So you would do those independently. But if you've got a shop with, you know, 2,000 SKUs, then you would just do this as an average, okay? What is the average dollar value of every transaction? 
And the reason why you want to measure that is because then you want to go about bundling, upselling, having higher priced items to increase that number. But you've got to measure it to start with. Then this last one, COGS, cost of goods sold, right? These are the expenses that you incur as a result of turning over the money, okay? So with your cost of goods, like you need to know what percentage they're running at. And the reason why you measure these is if, let's say for example, the cost of goods this month is 12% and next month is 13 and next month is 11 and a half, and then you get a 19% month, because you've been reporting it, you can go, ah, there's a problem in my business. And you don't have to wait four months to find out that your suppliers put you on a different pricing bracket and were charging you too much money and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay, you can catch this stuff shorter, keep short accounts, and actually find these issues. Okay, so measure those. And then the last one I've listed here is wages. Wages as a percentage of turnover. Okay, so if wages is currently running at 30% and you measure these every month, you go, it was 30%, 32, 28, 33, everything's humming. Next month, it comes in at 42% my gosh, we've got a problem. I need to go find out why. You go back, you do some investigating, you find out that Susie, who, who you've just put on to do the scheduling and the rostering, uh, has done a bad job, put too many team members on. You can find it in a shorter period of time than letting that go for three to four months and finding out why you got no money. That's, that's why we know our numbers, okay? That's why it's stewardship. If you're a business owner, this is a large part of your responsibility to grow your business and keep it moving forward, okay? If you keep your head in the sand and you don't look at these things, it will come and bite you in the backside at some point in the future. All right, scripture of the day. I want to go to Apostle uh, Paul in this particular case. Uh, his letter to the Philippians uh, in 3, uh, 12, 13. It says this, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, uh, but one to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting uh, those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Think about this, right? Start of a new year-ish. If Paul has the ability to forget what was behind him, and we know his life, right? Shipwrecked, spat on, in jail, you know, all of those things. If he has the ability to forget what's behind him and press on, then you do too at the start of 2020. Forgetting, you know, the bad things that have happened last year, the year before, you know, if there's, if there's bankruptcy in your past, if you've had business failures, forget all that. Just press forward from this moment. Just decide that your eyes are looking forward and you're going to push forward to the things God has for you. You should go meditate on that today. Give it five minutes and let the Lord speak to you. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow morning with another little business tip to help you have a ripper year.